0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. A playlist original.
1: Just
2: watching.
0: The medium is the message. Proof is approved. What kind of proof? It's approved.
1: It has no core identity.
0: Mashed potatoes are no gravy, you know what I'm saying? Speaking uh, moistly on them.
2: Hello and welcome to Just Watch Me. I'm Kate. And I'm Liv. And today on the podcast, we are talking about royal romances, Mm -hmm. royal... Canadian romances. (laughs) Olivia had the idea for this this episode so I'll let like can you share share your vision. How did we get
1: here? This is going to sound sort of bleak but when John Turner died last year that was one of the big stories in the news was that he had had this romance with um, Princess Margaret and so then it made me curious that maybe there was other you know famous people or famous Canadians or not very famous Canadians, um, who had flings with the Royal family. And I was curious to find out more, but in researching for this episode, I realized there wasn't that much more to find, which was a little too bad, but here we are. We've got some fun stories for you anyway. Don't click away. (laughs) It's going to be entertaining. So, I don't know exactly what we're unpacking today. I don't know what we're rediscovering about Canada. I'm going to say that it's just a little something fun that you probably didn't know. How about that? Putting the
2: spotlight on it. We're putting the spotlight on Canadians who found their way into the palace, or almost, (laughs) in the case of.
1: So, one who we're did almost one who
2: Canadians didn't. who did indeed find their way into the past. adopted Canadians as they call themselves. We'll get into it. All right? Some of these have tenuous connections. They do. Mostly the last one. You'll know what we mean. But we're doing it. Most of, one of them <laughs> was barely a thing and they denied was, for a long time.
1: Yeah, that was like the probably the, wor- the worst or like most underwhelming intro that we've that we've done. <laughs> and I'm okay with it.
2: Okay, the first romance we're going to talk about is the Right Honorable John Turner mm. and Princess Margaret. Who's Princess it's- Margaret, Olivia? Let's not let's not pretend that these people are royal watchers. We don't know.
1: So Princess Margaret is the sister of Queen Elizabeth II, current monarch of England and Canada. You know, we're there's a lot of Canadian connections here. And of course, I think most people probably will know her as being portrayed in The Crown as of late. By um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, and also great somebody else. A great performance by Helen Helena bon- Bonham Carter, but I really liked the other girl who played her first in the first couple seasons. Anyway, don't remember her name, but excellent.
2: Would you agree that Margaret is kind of the fun one of that gen?
1: That's, that's how she's portrayed
2: in the crown. She's yeah, kind that's, of the cool one, right?
1: That's the reputation that she has, that she's kind of like more the partier free free loving one. And Elizabeth's like the the serious one who has to, you know, have the responsibilities of the crown on her shoulders. And I wonder, because we kind of do see similarities between lots of other royal siblings like that. It's like someone who has to take control and and somebody can have fun. (laughs) That seems to be the theme throughout royal history, or at least recent royal history.
2: I I don't know why I thought that they had another sibling, but it's just Elizabeth and Margaret.
1: just the two of them. It is kind of funny because their dad, um, of course, was never supposed to be king, right? It was because his brother abdicated the throne because he married, you know, an American, and um and then of course we have will and harry who have a similar dynamic obviously harry's like much more serious now but there was a time where he was a crazy partier guy
2: who was john turner
1: john turner was the prime minister of canada he seemed to be like a noted intellect and he was a lawyer he was a young bachelor lawyer he was also a really elite sprinter which i thought was really cool and, um, and when I said he was a noted intellect, like he, he was He's a rogue scholar. scholar. Like, yeah, he was some serious, he was also a Also known as intellect. An, a noted intellect. <laughs> Honestly, they're kind of comparable. I mean, they're kind of one of the same. So fine. Um, but yeah, no, he seemed like a, a real catch and he was handsome. I don't know if it's just that one picture though, because I do see, find other pictures and I'm like, I- is he as handsome as this one picture makes him out to be? Thoughts?
2: I've seen a few pictures of him and I confirm. That's I'm
1: saying. <laughs> he's also no,
2: he's notable because he held the office of Prime Minister for just 79 days, which is the second shortest tenure. The third shortest tenure is Kim Campbell, but he he was he was a longtime liberal leader, but he was, you know, I think unfortunately for him, a, a very brief prime minister. <laughs> but certainly a respected politician, you know, aside from that short tenure. But when he was 29, <laughs> we should also say he studied at Oxford. He was, yes, he was a, a young lawyer, a bachelor lawyer at the time he met our leading woman, Princess Margaret.
1: <laughs> Can
2: I talk about where they met?
1: Absolutely. Go for it.
2: So they met at a ball, which in I, 1958 was is so romantic? Happening.
1: No, like, I just think that there's something about this story that you're like, wow. Wouldn't you like to just, like, be going to a ball on Friday night? Doesn't that sound nice?
2: It sounds like a lot of work. But so he was, he was invited because to this ball on Vancouver on July 25th, my birthday, 1958. <laughs> Critical detail. Uh, because his, I don't know, because his stepfather who was also the lieutenant governor. Yes, I said lieutenant. That's what we say in Canada of BC uh hosted the ball. So that that's why he was invited. So yes, he was obscure. He was the young bachelor lawyer, but he was certainly well connected. He was mm. you know hardly hardly a self-made man. Um <laughs> you said it. They they dance.
1: Hmm.
2: Not less but three times. <laughs> and The the, really the thing that sparks all of all of the gossip is that they were talking privately on the lawn outside the ballroom for over an hour. I've seen I've seen a little bit of variation in the reporting from the newspapers of the time. I've seen an hour. I've seen an hour and six minutes. I've seen a 100 minutes. I've seen an hour and seven minutes. So, you know, nobody has quite the no one can say for sure but it's between an hour and an hour 10 minutes that they talked <laughs> supposedly while they were talking several people came Did to someone her. have a,
1: sp- a stopwatch like why are people so <laughs> exact on the times here
2: it's also like so exact like, we all have phones in our pockets and Apple Watches now, but, like, to know the time to the minute, 1958, to me, also just seems... I guess people had watches. I mean, but no, it's funny. It, people <laughs> had watches.
1: People used people their watches. But it
2: still seems like...
1: People don't you know, use their watches now.
2: I guess they don't. You know, we're living in a very fast-paced <laughs> society, a little bit faster than that time. But, yes, the, the, the down to the minute is a little bit funny. But for somebody like her... You know, every minute of um, visits like this are so planned out. So yeah. many people, many people tried to get her to rejoin the party. She had <laughs> apparently she turned down four dinner invitations. Oh, my goodness. She just couldn't stop talking to the young bachelor lawyer, John Turner. I should say at this time, what we love is, is an age appropriate relationship. He mm-hmm. was only 29. She was 27. Um, How gorgeous. So that was that first ball mr turner's sister brenda would later say it was instant attraction fairy tale
1: stuff i think that's so cute i love the way that it's been characterized just generally like everybody's totally leaning into the fairy tale of it whether on purpose or not like that i don't care i love it that
2: night where you're out and you meet somebody which almost never happens but when it does Mm. I'm told it's
1: magical I'm sure um, it happened more in the 50s Than than it does now also
2: I'm To sure be fair it Well that was the point of leaving your house now, That was you the know, point of to. a
1: ball You know That was the
2: point of a ball I suppose wasn't it
1: mm, I'm sure it was Let's just to be honest eliger,
2: eligible It was the tinder bachelor's.
1: of the 50s
2: Wow <laughs> Someone write that down <laughs> So it was reported that Turner and the princess were supposed to meet again later in the summer in Montreal, his beloved Montreal, but sadly she was whisked away back to Buckingham Palace. But that did not stop him from being a secret guest of hers in London in 1959. Now, I love, I've got a lot of different quotes from Turner in a lot of different moods about this. Um <laughs> i think while he was liberal leader he said to the papers i wish people would forget that princess margaret episode we had a couple drinks and a few dances together some reporters built it up and made a romance out of it but he takes a much softer approach in his memoirs he says we had a lot of laughs together and she enjoys a martini as her mother does we hit it off and we had a lot of fun margaret seems to have taken it a bit more seriously do you know the quote i'm going to read
1: Yes, I do. But I don't know if... The, okay, to say the quote and then... But I don't know if that characterization is necessarily fair.
2: Well, I think she's, you know... She's, but say the quote,
1: say the quote, say the quote.
2: I'll say the quote for it. In a letter from Kensington Palace, dated May 16th, 1966, Princess Margaret wrote to a friend, John Turner is here and we meet on Thursday. It seems so funny we haven't met since I nearly married him and he's bringing his wife. <laughs> It seems okay. like she's bragging to a girlfriend about how this guy she used to see <laughs> is coming for a visit at the palace. And oh, I nearly married him.
1: You but know? like, don't we say stuff like that? And it's just kind of like sure. a joke with friends. where You're like, uh, you know. Remember
2: when I was in love with
1: Sohwet? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and also, enough, you know. No. And like they continue to be friends for ever and they were friendly with each other's spouses as well and it was never a point of contention right like they became couple
2: friends how much yeah
1: well and also i think that princess margaret and uh john turner's wife became friendly too so it's just like clearly if they had been like deeply in love or deeply serious like i i don't know that that would have been possible in the same way that's my opinion i think that's super
2: fair i also love how this evening was used against john turner by brian mulrooney in the 1964 election (laughs) who famously said i was driving a truck while mr turner was out dancing with princess margaret i can tell you this much there are more truck drivers in canada than ballroom dancers i don't know what brian mulrooney's voice sounds like but that's my best turner seems to have a lot of admiration for her uh, in his later years he said of her i've got great admiration for margaret she's one of the brightest and wittiest women i know she was always a real princess she was regal but generous and witty lots of fun to be with at times she was absolutely brilliant loyal to the hilt to her friends
1: quite sweet That's nice and of course he was the only canadian at the at the her wedding in 1960." Which is kind of interesting. And also, where are the Canadians? Like, Canada's, like, a big commonwealth country. Like, let us in. Let us into the special events.
2: I like the move of inviting your ex-boyfriend to your wedding.
1: <laughs> it's, like, very royal, right? Like, Harry had it's his super ex. super royal. Yeah. There. Chelsea, yeah, it's funny. It, who's Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, name.
2: Chelsea something.
1: I also... I do think it's funny, though, despite the fact that probably they weren't that serious. Everyone's got a reason why they couldn't have possibly married, right? Pretty yeah, sure. because, of, because apparently um, that because he was Catholic and he was a staunch Catholic and he would have Foreshadowing never... Foreshadowing
2: to our next <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, actually. Um, but apparently he never would have renounced his Catholicism. He was... Um, too deeply religious apparently but uh who knows honestly maybe he would have if he had been deeply in love deeper in love
2: <laughs> noted intellect
1: <laughs> he was a road skull <laughs> he
2: was oh yeah he was a road uh, anything else to say about these two crazy kids <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um no. That's that's no. all from them. This is right. like the the most interesting thing. Okay, John Turner, like he seems like a cool guy. Like the Olympic sprinting stuff, the you know, the road scholar, all this stuff, but like this is my favorite part of John Turner. Like I like him so much more now. I'm like he could he could hang with Princess Margaret. Like he must have been cool.
2: He must have been cool because she was cool. <laughs> we know that from the Crown where she went to the We're White sure House party and she was out all night. Like we know she was cool. <laughs>
1: Where was John Turner in the Crown?
2: I don't know. I would have loved to have seen that episode. Honestly,
1: they couldn't,
2: like the, they couldn't throw us a little Canadian bone. They can't give us anything.
1: No, they didn't they really give us, give us anything. Yeah,
2: they gave us nothing.
1: Yeah, they gave that's us really nothing. too bad. It's that's too really, bad. Anyways, on to our second Canadian Living couple. That this is actually a Canadian couple. This is for real.
2: This is real. <laughs> well, it was. Now it's over.
1: Wow! Spoiler alert. Just we're talking about
2: <laughs> Autumn Kelly and Peter Phillips.
1: Mm. Apparently, the Queen's favorite grandchild. S- really? That's what they say. Whether or not that's I true, that. I have no idea. But that's what they say. I didn't
2: know that. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Of course, she has favorites. She's that kind of. She's that kind of girl. You know.
1: You know what? I respect that. Because, like, let's be honest, we all have favorites, and we it takes a, a strong woman to admit it, you know?
2: Yes, it does.
1: Actually, there was an entire Crown episode, but that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when, they, when we could have had John Turner, we had playing favorites. Moving on. So, who is Autumn Kelly?
2: Autumn Kelly, another Montrealer, our second Montrealer of the night. Um, she's also a Catholic. More on that later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we just did, like, a spoiler with John Turner. Everyone knows where that's going.
2: Well, it's going
1: somewhere, okay? Mm -hmm. People are on the edge of their seats.
2: I don't know what to really say about her childhood or teenage years. I don't... I couldn't find much about her. I was honestly shocked. Knowing what the press and the paparazzi are like in England with respect to the Royals. I mean, I know he's just, I know he's little on the outs. We'll talk about him in a minute, but not on the outs. I know he's a little bit farther away from, you know. Yeah, I guess we should 11. place
1: him. He's 11th right. We should place him in, in the family. So he is the son of Princess Anne, who is the sister of Prince Charles. So, he, you know.
2: He, he's the Queen's grandson, but he's, he's 11th in line, so he's a little bit farther out. And my point that I was trying to make, and I was, given how intense the paparazzi are in England towards the royals, I just would have thought we would know more about her. There'd be more coverage of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot less than I thought that there would be, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Maybe that is because he's a bit more of a nominal,
1: a nominal I royal. I mean, he's just a little further away from the crown, right? Like, there's just no comparison between, like, him and Prince Harry.
2: Fair enough. So Autumn attended the one and only McGill University where she worked as a bartender, model, and an actress. She appeared in the 1996 film Rainbow in a non-speaking, though credited, role. (laughs) She also appeared in a TV series called Sirens.
1: I wonder if she regrets doing those things Um, (laughs) because it's like she was an actress, model, bartender and it's like ooh, that's not like really the reputation that you necessarily want to have when that's not really who you are <laughs> you know like she just dipped her toes in and then eventually went and like did something else but then married you know she a dipped prince. her toes in Spoiler. entertainment
2: and then she ended up um joining back into entertainment but being a royal
1: Yeah. Yeah. But in a totally different way. So I don't know. It's just kind of funny. But I I think the point to make here is that she was, she was very ordinary. You know, she didn't have, she didn't come from aristocracy um, or nobility, though I suspect some wealth.
2: Well, uh, there was actually lots made in the press uh, of her middle classness. Mm, but what does that like mean, you know? Blue blood meets blue collar, noting that she was the daughter of a hairdresser and an electrical retailer, which I guess is somebody who sells electrical supplies. I, I, I keep seeing electrical re- retailer, like that's okay. a job that I should know. But um, <laughs> I don't, she does seem I don't. to be to, to be quite, uh, quite middle class and quite common. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, certainly carries herself with a certain amount of regality is that a word i
1: i don't know but i completely agree because that's how i felt too and it's kind of funny she looks um i i don't know like dutch but she looks like she's like a european royalty if you just saw her and you didn't know that she was canadian and you didn't hear her speak and you just saw pictures of her you would think like oh she's like some european royal who he married like she does look very regal she's quite beautiful Which makes the story of how they met all the more believable.
2: (laughs) Well, just before we get there, you know, she does have her main career as as a management consultant, which Mm -hmm. I know is a real job, but I don't really know what it is. But Mm -hmm. um, they meet, they're both on business Mm -hmm. at the 2003 Canadian Grand Prix, which I'm told is a Formula One race, but I wouldn't know. Do you not watch the Netflix show? Uh, No, I haven't gotten to that one. No, no, no.
1: It's actually really, really good (laughs) for a rainy day.
2: Because that's,
1: it's not my shtick either, but I really, really like it. I'm like deeply invested. And the important point there is, is like, obviously there's the Grand Prix in Montreal, but there's a lot of ties within Formula One to Canadian people and brands, et cetera, et cetera. It's, there's a cup. there's a really big Canadian billionaire who owns a team right now in Formula One. So Canada's in it. Cool. But anyway, I digress.
2: Anyway, she was there because she was interviewing with CSIS. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I didn't understand that. That didn't make didn't any really sense to me. What,
2: what so I didn't understand what she management consultant.
1: Yeah, I skidded over that. So she was working at Grand Prix. He was working with Williams F1, which I'm pretty sure is a British uh, team. And um, apparently he couldn't take his eyes off of her. And so he saw her, eventually gave him her her his number and invited her and a friend out to a Formula One party that night.
2: I also love that she didn't know that he was the Queen's grandson until she saw him on TV.
1: I mean, how would she? Like, he's not really like if you weren't a royal watcher, why would you know he was a royal? Like, he's just. Listen, I've never seen a
2: picture of Philip until today. Between you and I, mm. sorry, Peter.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, Peter I was like, what?
2: <laughs> sorry, Peter. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know any Peter. Peter, no, but he
1: he looks so he much like um, he looks like his uncles. Yeah,
2: yeah, he does for sure.
1: So, but yeah, no. If you just saw him, you would never suspect anything for sure. Do
2: you have much about the courtship phase? I don't. I just have that they.
1: No, and I think that that's like it's she's distinctly private too like she also doesn't invite it she's very shy with media um yeah like there's not a lot out there about her which I was really surprised about I know we just talked about this but there's (laughs) I feel like her longest interview is that interview with Peter Mansbridge on the side of the uh Royal Palm Mall (laughs) what's it called The Royal Street up to Buckingham Palace. They're like on this side of the road. And Peter Mansbridge is like grilling the couple about like their experience being royals. It's so funny. And Peter Mansbridge is like really like pushing his buttons. And I'm like, Peter, where do you get off? But anyway, he asked Peter, Peter Mansbridge asked Peter Phillips if he was like a naughty kid. And I'm like, what? How is this relevant to this interview? Like it was so weird.
2: Don't get me started on Peter Mansbridge. Yeah, I know, right?
1: More, more about that later.
2: More about that later. Well, they move in together. They move to Kensington, London, and have a cottage on the Gatcombe Park Estate,
0: mm.
1: which Katie beginning. and I have been to. Can confirm it's luxurious. We yeah, we. Is
2: that where we yes, went. We
1: yes. <laughs> Remember, we, we saw the Victoria's House. It was. It's very beautiful. Yes, there was did. a museum. Yes,
2: it's very nice. Um, their engagement was announced with the palace in July of 2007 after conce- the queen gave her consent to the union, which apparently she still has to do, I learned. Mm. Um, critical detail, Autumn was raised Catholic and she actually had to convert and be received into the Church of England, um, which was quite controversial because um, supposedly based on the Act of Settlement 1701, and let me be clear. I cannot give legal advice on the line of succession of the royal family. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking this whole time? Who are the, who, I wonder who are the lawyers who specialized in like the rules of succession stuff?
1: Like, like um, there clearly imagine, are some. Imagine like
2: studying that. No, there have to be. But like imagine like, like studying constitutional that? so experts.
1: Cute. Yeah.
2: I guess so. I, I mean, it sounds like a fun job. am
1: Mm, Being like Um, Queen's Council, like literally Queen's Council. Like literal
2: Queen's Council. (laughs) Cool. Anyway, but based on the act of settlement of 1701, her husband would have lost his line of succession, which was, you know, it it was barely double digits. It's 11. (laughs) He would have lost his line of succession to the throne.
1: Yes, it would have been a huge travesty for him to lose his 11th, 12th, 100th line in the succession.
2: Um, but people were, like, there were lots of articles, nothing happened, but there were lots of articles written about how this was unfair and was, like, very archaic and should have absolutely been changed, um, but it was mm. not.
1: <laughs> they were probably right.
2: Another detail I love, she never renounced her Canadian citizenship. She's still a Canadian mm. citizen, and her children are dual citizens.
1: I think that that's so great. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And we, I guess we should say that there's two, <laughs> two kids, but... Um, Did you read about the controversy after their wedding?
2: No. What?
1: So after, or I guess during their wedding, there was pictures taken for um, Hello magazine. And they got paid a fee of $500,000. Pounds. Sorry. Pounds. And which is a huge amount of money. Yeah. Huge amount of money. Nearly a million Canadian. I'm sure it would be a million now with inflation. Yeah. For sure. And um, and b- and people were really upset. The queen was really upset, and apparently, um, other noted royals were quite upset too because they were photographed in um, in the background of the fit pictures and portrayed without their consent in this magazine. And um, the queen actually ended up changing the rules, so now royals can't do that.
2: It's funny because I've seen it. I saw it in an article as that they sold the rights to their wedding to Hello, which I guess yeah. is like access to take photos, but I was like, all right, rights to the wedding. But but certainly nothing, not simple and not sorry, certainly not nothing. Um they thought they were going to a private affair of 300 people and which I suppose for them is quite an intimate wedding. But um they ended up being photographed.
1: I do think it's funny. This whole story is funny though because like why did they do this like we'll get into the next scandal but it does need the money that's what it seems like it seems like he needs the money and i wonder i i mean we we talked about like there was a lot about royal finances in the news obviously when when happened but are these people just greedy mexit what did i say I thought I said right. no. I was just
2: being <laughs> annoying. You said next it, but I think it's
1: Megs it oh, Sure. I just wanted
2: to throw <laughs> that in
1: there. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I and it. It's it's a huge amount of money to have some pictures taken, and I get it for them. They're probably like, yeah, sure, why not? But like, there is like a certain code of conduct amongst amongst the royals of a certain amount of privacy. And I just think it's so weird that they did this,
2: like to get a million bucks. I mean, I'm not for a saying couple that pictures. The
1: no, I I'd sell my soul. But I just think it's weird that they did. Like, do they need the money?
2: Well, they must because yeah. Like, it's, I'm sorry, but for them, like, it's just a million bucks. Obviously, for us, it's a million bucks. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think it, it's certainly strange. It seems, it sounds like a cry for help to me. <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> if ever i've heard one
2: if ever i've heard a cry for help it seems like a cry for help but but certainly shitty that they um you know that their other uh, royal and famous guests were, were photographed that their consent and i don't mean to trivialize that that's shitty um but but that said yeah i would do it I, it just seems it seems like they probably needed the money why else would they do that
1: but no 100 percent
2: he had a fancy job like he, obviously they have they have income like do they have money mm-hmm. from being royals like do they get the salary I mean, if they're not working
1: I don't think so like he's not he's not getting a royal salary but like I'm but sure that he's making yeah and like money off the land like they um yeah the Royals know how to handle their money they're fine yeah
2: they're doing fi- nobody worry about them they're doing fine in case no you were.
1: yeah no but, nobody should worry about them <laughs> despite like the an cry long, for help
2: long, For a time when Peter was working with the Royal Bank of Scotland, which sounds to me like a pretty fancy job. Um, You know, they seem okay. I think we mentioned that they have two children. They have two daughters, Savannah, born in 2010, and Isla in 2012.
1: And, of course, Savannah made headlines, I think it was last year, um, because she got into a little fight with, I think it was George, at a picnic. She, like, had pushed him down. <laughs> so there are all these pictures that come out because I'm pretty sure Savannah was on the Gary
2: Janetti's. F- yeah, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, shout out to Gary Janetti's Instagram, who like takes on the persona of uh, Prince Prince George. Um, and so Savannah is the first great grandchild of the Queen, and um, so she's a little bit older. Than the other cohort, and she's like quite a bit taller than them, <laughs> or as certainly she was last year. Um, so yeah, that I just thought that was funny. It's like royals are just like our cousins too.
2: <laughs> Anything else about the union before we talk about
1: our last couple? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, before we talk about the devastation, this I think it was in 2020, um, uh, Peter Phillips appeared in like a, a Chinese butter commercial and uh, and stirred quite a bit they of controversy. Need
2: they need money.
1: Yeah, it was weird. They're right? Broke. I it, didn't see that. It, it was so <laughs> strange. It was like just it, anyway, the family was not best pleased, and it seems like he's maybe you know fallen off the fallen off the handles since since his devastating separation.
2: So sadly, tragically, they separated in 2019. <laughs> their divorce the divorce is
1: settled. The Canadian dream is dead.
2: The Canadian dream is died. The divorce is settled June 14th of this year, 2021. Uh, let's let's read this statement. The decision to divorce and share custody came about after many months of discussions, and although sad, it is an amicable one. Sure, the couple's first priority will remain <laughs> the continued well-being and upbringing of their wonderful daughters, Savannah and Isla. Hmm. So they done,
1: and there was a lot of speculation that she was going to move back to Canada, and she uh, she said she wouldn't.
2: No, she wanted to raise her family with and have her girls be with their dad. And it sounds like they have joint custody. So,
1: mm-hmm. uh, well, the last, yeah, the last I heard, I think that they're actually like living together still, and I'm sure that living together means um, completely separate houses in the same building. She has
2: basically a mansion on the other side of the estate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, honestly, like that's how I feel like all married couples should live together. That sounds ideal. Um, that sounds
2: like would not work for most unmarried, most divorced <laughs> couples. Yeah, um, true. Um, have you seen the rumors of her new love?
1: I did. I did.
2: She is alleged to have struck up a relationship with a Monaco-based, I think, originally Irish property expert property mogul i feel um, like mogul is probably the right word (laughs) for many years who is fabulously wealthy uh still married but i believe he's separated so stay tuned for for autumn
1: listen she's once you're in the royal family you're never going to be strapped for cash you know
2: oh she seems set up it sounds like he's the one that had the money problems
1: no, that's what she's I mean. Doing like these she's
2: ads. Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Do you think that she she had an affair with this guy?"
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I was just thinking it's funny because Prince Prince uh or Peter because he's not really a prince, but Peter seems to be like so desperate for money and then she just kind of like finds this other guy who's just like fabulously wealthy. It's like maybe they were having some money problems in their relationship, you know? Maybe they were. Listen, well, also, that was I vast speculation.
2: <laughs> but I imagine that you would—you have to spend a lot to upkeep the appearances, like they how they have to dress, and like I don't know what the, I don't. It doesn't sound like they get a lot of paparazzi hate, but obviously when Megxit was happening, everyone was talking about um, the cost of upkeeping their security. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they obviously don't have bills like that, but like it, it's very expensive to be out in society. I imagine. Mm, I'm
1: right? sure you're like right. It's
2: not, it's, you know, look at all these, these couture outfits and hats and things. It's mm-hmm. kind of expected
1: of them. And totally. Uh, them. <laughs> I know. But it's also, like, the company they keep, right? Because, like, they're, yeah. her, they hang out with Kate and, um, you know, her kids, George, Louis, and Charlotte, and, like, they're literally next in line. So when you're chilling with the the future king, I'm sure it's, you know.
2: I'm sure it's decadent.
1: You gotta you gotta you gotta keep up with the Joneses and the Joneses are uh hard to keep up with when it's Kate Middleton. I bet they're friends, you know, Kate and Autumn, like what a great pairing. Do you think? Oh yes.
2: Kate and Megan are friends.
1: Yeah, and so that's a perfect segue to our last couple. Which are not a Canadian our last,
2: couple. Not Canadian at all couple. Olivia has, I think, has more. I just have all the ways she's connected to Canada.
1: Okay. I just feel like we would be remiss not to talk about Meghan and Harry because really their love flourished in Toronto. And some say that if not for Toronto, they would not have had a successful marriage. People people say that. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that from the people. From the people you... I'm kidding no one said that nobody has said that I haven't said that because it would be a stupid thing to say
2: well (laughs) let's start at the very beginning
1: Katie is looking to me through her glasses and it's very it's a lot it's a lot to take I do
2: I have this new mannerism when I say something serious but kind of sarcastic and I'm trying to be funny I like look over top of my glasses like Dumbledore and you're saying it like it's not liking it
1: You've been doing it really? for years, Katie. <laughs> I don't
2: think I have, but I'm doing it over Zoom and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that is not a cute mannerism, so you should stop doing it.
1: Yeah, now we're finding out how we really are over Zoom, Our all of our personalities that have been exposed.
2: It's not easy. So look yourself okay. Right here.
1: It's not. Megan and Harry in Toronto. So Let's go.
2: The Toronto connection, okay, Megan in Toronto begins or is established because she is in the show called Suits, where she plays a paralegal who's smarter than all the lawyers. It's mm-hmm. not. I think it's set in New York or Chicago. I don't know. I don't watch it. I okay? think New I don't York watch lawyer shows. Okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But it's shot in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So she lived here for many years. Um, she was, you know, in Toronto nine months of the year for for several years. So though she says. And she is a a California girl, as she describes herself. Um, She does have some Toronto connection and some Toronto roots. And even before, and perhaps the reason why she was able to connect with Harry, was that she was quite a socialite in Toronto. She would spend time hanging out in Trinity Bellwoods Park in Queen West, dining at restaurants near her home in the Annex, grabbing her groceries at specialty shops in Kensington Market, and having drinks at the private Soho House club downtown, Olivia. Can you explain what Soho House is?
1: Okay, I don't really know. I thought it was like a private club that you had to have like a membership to.
2: It's a it's a Toronto-based global membership mm. um, run by, I think, Marcus Anderson. Is the founder, but he is a good friend of Meghan Markle, and he is rumored to have introduced them.
1: Oh, interesting!
2: Trump, Soho House, I am told, is this like very exclusive membership club. I don't know what you get, but you get to be a part of it.
1: And uh, I there's also it's, yeah, there's one so in, funny to me. There's one in London and there's one in New York. Like it's very. I'm sure there is glitz glamour. Um, you know, so Who's she's who? got
2: a lot of. who's who for sure speaking of who's who in addition to marcus anderson she's got quite a few famous friends
1: Mm, tell us who
2: the mulroonies jess and ben
1: well i mean that was the the story of the wedding in canada was it not
2: what do you mean jess and ben's wedding was it big
1: no 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 megan and, and harry's wedding because the two their two twin boys were the page men and they held her dress. And so there's this, like, that, that meme picture where there's that boy with her mouth open and he's, like, so excited to be there um, behind her. And then, um, I mean, I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but Jessica Marooney was kind of, like, the Pippa Middleton of the Meghan and Harry wedding when she, like, walked out in her, like, little dress. She was certainly trying to be. Whether or not she achieved the same status, I don't think she did. Um but certainly, like the Maroonies' presence at the wedding was was well documented and felt, and of course, their daughter was also a flower girl, obviously.
2: So they're proper friends.
0: You no, know, they're like ben real Maroonie, friends.
2: You probably all know, and I don't want to waste any time on him. But Jess is a fashion mogul. Fair. I mean,
1: not anymore, but she was at the time, certainly.
2: All right. <laughs> Um, Megan and Harry are also friends with the Trudos. It seems. Hmm. No, I heard that she was. A f- I read that she was a fashion advisor to Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not believe that? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember where I read that, <laughs> but I have it. It's in my notes.
1: Ah, uh, that's funny. Wait, Megan <laughs> was <laughs> <the> a fashion <laughs> advisor. I thought so. No, I thought Jessica, Jessica's the fashion person. Oh,
2: maybe they're explaining. I feel Oracle like,
1: Six. I feel like Jessica did the fashion for Sophie. That makes the most sense <laughs> in this scenario, but I don't know. So don't quote me on this.
2: They're friends.
1: They are friends. No, but you said she, she was. Right. I didn't, I didn't quabble with the fact that they were friends. I cobbled with the fact that she was her fashion advisor. That's what I took issue with, to be clear. Okay.
2: <laughs> Apparently, Markle reached out to Sophie for some media advice.
1: And oh my god, friends. that's so cringe.
2: <laughs> well, about... She, like, really reached out to her and I think they became friends because she... Citing an unnamed friend of the Trudeau's and former Canadian cabinet minister, it says Gregoire Trudeau was introduced to Markle by Jessica Mulroney, a longtime friend of Markle, whom mm-hmm. Gregoire Trudeau had okay had consulted on fashion and style. All right, right, yep. and it was
1: Marini. Thank you, thank you. Okay, All someone right. give me anyway, a, an award they are for friends. being interested in minor Canadian they celebrities.
2: They are friends. She reached out to Sophie. Sorry, Sophie Trudeau reached out. Megan Markle reached out to Sophie Trudeau. For some advice on what it was like to deal with a partner in the spotlight.
1: Oh my god, this is Which so I gotta cringe. say is
2: kind of funny because I think people care more about Megan than I do about Harry these days. Yeah. Is that a hot take? I think that's fair.
1: Well, I just think it's funny that Megan Markle was reaching out to Sophie Greg Watt. Like, what experience does she have in the spotlight? I'm sorry. Like, in an like Megan's experience in the spotlight has been no way comparable to Sophie's. Like,
2: well, maybe at the time.
1: Maybe at, obviously at the time, because or else this why would Megan have were reached still out? Dating. Yeah.
2: Man, the first two sections of this were going pretty good. This one's off the rails.
1: This, we're completely. It's we've had a long day. This one's off the rails. Listen, Megan right. always cut it if we hate it, but I think it's hilarious because we're talking about minor Canadian celebrities. Like these people, just like. Dream of this kind of airtime, anyways.
2: Man, Jessica Mulroney going to reach out to us. She's going to want to come on the show. She's going to be amazed that her name was set.
1: Honestly, she's welcome anytime. I'd love to have a conversation with her, about a lot of things might not be I, the same conversation she would like to have with me.
2: <laughs> probably not. Also, critically, Megan, as you know, you know, appearances are very are very critical. They they you know they mean a lot in the <laughs> royals, but. In September 2017, Megan and Harry made their first appearance, public appearance together in Toronto at the Invictus Games.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is important because there's there's a lot of speculation in the news and the whole world is kind of watching at this point. And so... I mean, obviously the Invictus Games was very, is very important to Harry, so I suspect that it's, you know, it's his thing. Um, so I suspect that he thought it would be a great place to make a debut, to get some hype on the games, you know, to use his kind of own celebrity to boost the games too. But it is really important. It is, yeah, it's great. It, it is actually really nice that they did that because obviously they're making headlines anyway. And so you might as well try to bring a good cause into it if you can. And really their whole courtship, she's still, you know, based in Toronto and Harry's here on business for the beginning of it, and then obviously, um, just is coming to visit. And they're get they're being spotted at, you know, various Toronto events. They were at, you know, the tennis um up at uh in York. And you know, they're up at the tennis. You know, the tennis tournament. What's it called? The Canadian Open, probably. Um And it's just like really exciting. And so, of course, the whole time that um, they're being spotted, she's wearing like distinctly Canadian brands, which is um, really helping um, Canadian designers. Um, And honestly, every time that she wore something, I think it sold out. I was like heavily influenced by her at the time. Like every outfit she came out with, I was like stunning, gorgeous. I bought a
2: coat that's based on that's based on the Burberry version of one of her coats. Remember that?
1: Yeah, that came out later, but fair. (sighs) And she was wearing wearing a lot of a ritzy at that point, too, and that was wonderful.
2: Apparently, she helped design two collections for the Canadian retail Reitmans. I remember when she was in those ads.
1: Yeah, because it kind of makes sense, right? Because she plays like an office. Right, but it makes sense because she's like... Reitman's has, like, an office line of women's clothing, and it, so it makes sense that, you know, she's playing, you know, an like, a paralegal on TV, that she would have, like, an office line of clothing.
2: Oh, absolutely. It was based <laughs> on her personal style and not of her suits character, Rachel Zane.
1: <laughs> the description of, I feel like, though, all the articles, like, Reitman's just gets, like, absolutely, like, dragged through the mud. Do you want to hear this quote? Reitmans isn't exactly a go-to destination for fast fashionistas, so the publicity <laughs> is undoubtedly helping the brand introduce their collection.
2: Like That's it's just on That's so savage. That's
1: I, for the record, I think Reitmans is a great brand. I
2: think Reitmans is fine.
1: Yeah, and they don't deserve that quote. <laughs> they don't
2: deserve it. That's
1: funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my God. What else you have <laughs> isn't the go-to destination for fashion and stuff? you're still laughing at
2: that
1: fucking of hilarious <laughs> okay um yeah oh and yeah anyway she also wore a Canadian brand um when they got engaged so that was a big deal and people were speculating that she was going to wear a Canadian brand for her wedding dress. She didn't. That was a big disappointment for Canada. Huge. That was really
2: tough. That was, big. That was tough for us.
1: <laughs> that was her biggest was loss in all of this. Uh, that was real don't you just, like, love the Canadian interest stories on the CBC, like, heading into, like, any kind of event? It's like, what's the Canadian angle? What's the Canadian angle? And it's, like, the most tenuous thing ever. It's uh like this entire podcast episode. Just one and the same. This is what we do in Canada. We just take international stories that are of interest and we find the Canadian connection. That's why we're here. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. There's more of that. There's more of that there. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, that was really, really fun for me. appreciate you indulging me. If you want to keep up with us in between episodes, you can follow us at Just Watch Me Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Send us your thoughts and feelings about the show at justwatchmepodcast at gmail.com. And it really helps us if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. See you next week.
2: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com.